Welcome to AB Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, Brent. Hey, Alan. Back again, aren't we? We are. After a little bit of a delay. I hate technology. Uh, technology blows. Yeah, whatever. I just got a new... I, I got some more home crap. I decided to go all in on Google and got like some Nest stuff to replace my old Nest stuff from the old house. Which which Nest stuff? I got a lock. Doorbell. Got, I got the Nest doorbell. got the Nest lock to replace my old ring and... Thermostat? Uh, thermostat, of course, yeah, because I can't even... I'm too stupid now. I can't make a normal thermostat work. <laughs> and why should we have to? We shouldn't have to. So, and of course, I can control it all from my phone. So, that's cool. Until I, until it screws up, and I decide I hate technology again. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the the yeah. Nest Lock, you like that? I haven't put it's in a box on my. On have my you ever table. used it? Did you use it on your last house? No, I had a different lock, but this one's cool because I can tell I can tell if I remember to lock the house. But uh, I anyway, I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. Like the, I just got a box of crap. So I'm all in on the Google hardware stuff. I've got two of the mini speakers. I've got one of the the tablet mini speaker thingies. I forget what they call it. The The only thing I'm disappointed with is, so as, as we talked about last time, I have the new refrigerator. It's a Samsung one. It's got a huge friggin' mm-hmm. else or LCD panel on it, um, or touchscreen panel on it, but its voice control is Bixby. Oh, and I can't stand Bixby. Yeah, I it's on my phone. Of course, I have a Samsung phone, but I don't use it. I don't either. I don't know anyone that does. <laughs> Apparently, in the in the Samsung Ten, you have the option of disabling it and replacing it. Right? It, really? That's I what I hear. I, I have a Galaxy Ten. I haven't figured it out. You have a ten? Oh, yeah. I'm on. A there are apps to remap the Bixby button. Yeah, but Samsung used to keep releasing every time someone found a, a way to remap it. Yeah. they would re- release a new thing to. Anyway, what I can't stand is I can't stand saying "Hi Bixby." Like the name Bixby just doesn't roll for me. I'm gonna call you that now, Bixby. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, highly related or partially related, highly more political, you made the comment that uh, Samsung wanted to block people from using the button to disable it. Uh, You're aware of the controversy with Blizzard? Blizzard? No. So, Blizzard uh, banned a user for being all up in that, and uh, I forget exactly what he did or said, but they banned him and for being pro Hong Kong. Yes. And, but so many people were deleting their accounts in protest that they removed all, they made it virtually impossible for uh, people to remove their accounts, to delete their accounts. They took, they took out the, like they disabled. I, 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 I haven't disabled mine cause I haven't used my blizzard account and, years maybe decade uh but uh i was reading on the internet which is always a source of good information sometimes that they were uh 
that people were unable to delete their accounts because there are four different ways they could do it and they were all disabled in some way. Okay. So uh, I, I, mean, I, they, I, don't, they, I don't understand that strategy. How does that help? Because it, they like keep... The, the thing I would do next is I would uh, go to PayPal or go to my credit card company. Like if... if and just disable it there? Disa- I would just cancel it, right? No. I don't care if they ask for auto pay. Do not send them money. I don't know if a lot of people would figure that out. Yeah. All right. So we got some stuff to talk about. Got a little bit of a late start, and so we should probably get going. What do you think? Yo. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't I didn't realize that that's how Blizzard responded. So I love start. You should go look into that. I yeah. love... Uh, the Not anymore, man. You gotta burn that shit. I love the StarCraft fran- franchise, um, but yeah, that's that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. So, and there's lots of stuff. Uh, it's weird. Uh, lots of stuff happening in the world showing. Yeah. Should we go in order and get going? Do the, go to order. Order on the order of the things on the oh, board. I was gonna say. Uh, or do you want to uh, jump around? Take an egg McMuffin. With oh, there was more stuff on the list I gave you, but let's just start with that. So we've been doing a. I was chatting with Brent yesterday about our topics for today. We were in our planning meeting. Yes, planning meeting over Slack. And I said, "What do you got for tomorrow?" Brent says, "I got nothing." And I said, "Okay, here's even some." Further, I ha- didn't even realize that we were recording. Yeah, today he looked in his bag of nothing, and there wasn't even a calendar reminder. No, there was. I mean, nothing. So, I don't remember what was on the list or how we got there. Let's go ahead and start with what you put on the board, which is a a, a vagary, a variation of that. Recently, for those of you that don't know, maybe new listeners, I work at Unity Technologies making game development software. That is not recent. And I've been there for almost three years. Uh, before that, I wow, thought... Wow. It, by the way, that is an Allen record. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, I'm not in the same job I was hired to do. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, two years. Uh, <clears throat> Brett used to say this. I said, no, no, that's not right. But in hindsight, he was exactly right because I tend to stay in a job for two years. And and maybe this is not a tangent. This is very modern testing-ish. Uh, what sorry, happened? Mar- what? Modern testing-ish. Oh. Testing-ish. Testing-ish. Okay. Got it. It's, it's, re- it's <laughs> MT adjacent. Uh, by the way, if you have modern testing stories, please ping me because I'm giving a talk next month where I'm sharing modern testing stories. And so far I have two to share, uh, which are awesome. And I want to, this is tangent inception. I'm sorry. I wanted to thank, uh, you know, Lisa Crispin, author of agile testing and a pure famous and awesome person who listens to the podcast has been so supportive. I really, I'm, I'm humbled because she, promotes the show and supports the show and, and is a, just a, a big supporter, which is really cool because she's done, she and Janet Gregory with Agile Testing and the stuff she's done on her own, they've done some cool stuff. So that's, that's pretty awesome. But she gave me a story about modern testing that I'm going to share at this talk next month at Oradev. But she got a coworker, uh, also at Mabel, different department entirely, to write up with graphics and everything, which I will use his own story about how he's using modern testing. So I'm 
great, two awesome stories, different, same company, different aspects of the company and different approaches, but super cool looking for more, but uh, just really appreciate the support from all three listeners. Are you looking for a, a complete MT story or, or people who are using the principles to, to make their lives better? Yes, that one, that one. Oh, we should have a ton of those on the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I hope so. Yeah. And then the one, I'll probably dig one out of, I have some other conversations I've had where I've had some, co- some people who have, were kind of doing modern testing before we put a name to it and, and assign principles to it. So we anyway. can dig up, I mean, it, there's a lot of those type of stories here at Microsoft, right? I have your last, your last, you have your last team at Unity, right? Um Send them my way. But contact I, me. But I think something not us is would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can comment on the blog. You can uh, email me, alan at angryweasel.com. Just let me know if you have those stories. I'm glad to get those from you. I c- you can mail them to me. I can talk to you on Zoom. We can get them verbatim. But anyway, I brought that up changing jobs because uh, I worked myself out of the job I was hired to do at Unity, which is also reflecting is something I've not the first time I've done that. It's become a habit with me, and I don't know why I do it. Uh, but it's just, it's fu- you make it sound negative. I right, right. I think some people would see it as negative, but that's sort of the way I do things. I try, I optimize what I, the tasks I was given or the goals I was given until I'm no longer needed. So I did that in my last job at Unity. Have a new job, which uh, again took me about just like the first one about. Two months in, I figured out what the long-term path was. It'll take a while how to make my how to eliminate the need for my Wild role, not what, my job. Sixteen months. Well, I've been there since April, May, June. So you got July, a year, August, year left. September, October. I've been. Have I been in this group almost six months? So I have about a year and a half left to, to make my job obsolete. Okay. And what I imagine is within the next six months, my job will morph. And then the, it might reset that timeline, but we'll see. We'll keep in touch. Okay. So one of the things I've been involved with recently, and one of the things I was involved with, even at a much deeper level at Microsoft, were something at Microsoft were originally called ladder levels, then called career stage profiles, then called career guides. A lot of companies called career maps, and we call job architecture. And what it is, is, and everyone's seen this, if not, there are numerous examples on the internet, uh, a grid, a matrix of descriptions that describe what people do at a company at different levels of career advancement or development. And usually they give these names at Microsoft, you are a you are an SDE one, then an SDE two, then a senior, then a principal, then a partner, then a fellow, then a whatever. I, it's I'm, been interesting. I'm going to kick this off. I'm going to go back to you because you have some strong opinions on this. But I, right now, I'm trying to roll my eyes so hard. They've actually turned 360. It's really creepy. They've come all the way back around. I didn't know eyes could do that. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to make sure it comes across on the podcast. So let me be. 
so there are pros and cons. And I was able to meet with one of our HR directors before I started at Unity. And they were talking about this process of they wanted to be able to do something like this. And I gave them all the warning. So here's the challenge. Here's the balance you need to deal with the companies that have this. One, you absolutely need to provide some guidance to managers and employees on how people can grow their career and advance and get better and provide more value to the company. However, it is a fine line between that and creating a culture where people only worry about being promoted. And I see it's it's like uh, in the horror movie when you start to see the flashes of the dark side like pop through, go, whoa, go away. Maybe if I ignore it, it won't happen again. There's some worry in some parts of the company of uh, uh, when I talk to people about this, I think it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to navigate. I think it's more of a managerial problem than an employee problem and a leadership problem than an employee problem. But we can all take part to try and make sure because it's really easy to go to the dark side. And I'm gonna stop there and as oh Brent's eyes are actually spinning <laughs> backward. He looks like a reverse slot machine. I'm hoping they come up cherries. Anyway, I'm going to shut up and let uh, Brent talk about his thoughts on this for all before I go any deeper. All right. So here's the first thing. Um, Good. I wouldn't want you to start with the second or third thing. Awesome. Okay. Now I'm starting with the third thing. (laughs) No, I'm not. First thing. Okay. Um, When you put in these sort of structures, you got to think. Think about the good and the bad, and that's that's what you're doing. Okay, but any tool, uh, just like automation, co-coverage example, any tool that can be used for good can be used for evil and will be. Indeed. Now, um, there is something. Uh, it, it it happens. Uh, Quite often, at least here at Microsoft, when it comes to promotions, this is all limited by budget. Uh, Every company will have a budget that they allocate to it. I don't know how Unity does that, but I can guarantee you. We have a budget. Guarantee (laughs) you, you have a budget, right? Um, That's one of the things that's very similar. There's a budget, and you're expected to be within the budget, and yeah. 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 So... Here's one trick that companies will use and um, be very wary of it. And and that is they will frame it uh, totally in the positive. Oh, we need to have a way to set a career path so that people can get promoted. Um, When it comes to budget, uh, for example, Oh, we want to differentiate our top reward people. So, you know, 9% or 10%. Now, now my eyes are rolling. 10% of all of, you, of, of your people need to be in the top rewards. So that sort of behavior, that even more than even having the, the models there in the first place is what encourages people to focus on being promoted, focus on trying to get in that top percent versus doing the right thing for the customer. If our priority, I'm going to tie this to modern testing, mm-hmm. our priority is improving the business. Our priority is not freaking getting promoted. 
Well, so there's two businesses in play. So we'll, we'll talk this out. Okay. All right, because I'm I'm now I'm getting boily here. I'm taking my jacket off. Yeah. So let me first close on on why I was bringing up that that top ten percent budget thing. Okay. Now I don't have enough knowledge of how other companies do this, um, but uh, here, as you go into different tiers, the rewards is nonlinear. Yes. Okay, so when they push a model that says top 10% and you have a limited budget, what does that force to happen? You give your top 10% to the people lower in levels because they take less of your budget? Yep. And um, uh, that's that's for sure <laughs> one thing that happens until they... Until they say, oh, and you have to do it by band or something silly like that. Of course that's, they do. I'm sure that's the next thing that they'll say. But what it does is it forces you to take a huge chunk of your budget and distribute that. And a lot of the times, this is my biggest problem with that. It creates a hero culture. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because mm-hmm. what? in order to, let's say I had Praise 10. Praise Brent. Let's say I had 10 people. And I had to do 10%. That meant one of my person people had to be all the way to the top. Okay? In order to pay for that, I have to put everyone else below uh, uh-huh. average. Right. Even okay? if they aren't. Yep. And um, even if they aren't. Now, what happens, though, when you do that is it is it creates a culture of that one person versus the rest of the team. It creates, and this is my one of the biggest reasons I left Microsoft is, and and anyway, in any of the flashes I've seen, none of this bad. There have been, there are no inclinations at my current company to do any sort of rewarding like this. We try and reward fairly. We have a pretty decent budget to do it, and we uh, we. But anyway, this culture of competition where uh, it's not about the hero doesn't give a crap about the customer. The hero, no. the hero is the hero is concerned with being a hero, and my last, I've thrown him under the bus before. The last group I worked in at Microsoft Teams was hands down the worst at this stuff. the The most, I think, toxic gets thrown around a lot as a word, so I won't call it toxic. I'm going to say the words what's in your head, toxic, but it was an unhealthy culture where people were far more concerned about promotions and looking good and getting into those top reward bands than they were about actually doing the right thing for the customer. And it just drove me batty. A lot of the times, uh, the reason why you see that as well is it's a defensive action. Like the only way to make sure you don't get a bad review is to play this game and, and, and compete to get a good one. Yep. Right. So a lot of folks uh, are just trying to avoid pain. I have to do this because if I get an, uh, another bad review, I lo- I'll lose my job. Okay. There are two businesses involved when it comes to promotions, right? There's the business that employs you, and there's also the, your personal business. I'll, for example, here, if I were guiding you, I would say you need to consider the business of Alan, right? Um, you 
have a right to to get the best pay you uh, you can, right? And but now here I'm saying on the open market, like your skills are s- sellable. Like it, you, um, uh, this is taking a pure economic point of view. We talked about pink many times. Like that is that is not always appropriate, and most often, absolutely not. But let's imagine. Um, let's say it's it's a year and a half from now. Um, you've yet again succeeded in automating yourself out of a job, but this time there's no home for you. And you're like, you know what? I'm ancient, and I've always wanted to do this uh, nonprofit consulting gig. Right? But doing that, you're going to go to 50K a year. Right? Now, if you love what you're doing enough, maybe that's worth it. So this is a good and relevant example because as, I don't know if I ever mentioned on air, but I will, it's been three years, I can do it now. I took a definite total comp pay cut to go to Unity. And I have not once, reg- even watching the Microsoft stock go up, <laughs> I haven't once regretted it because uh, it's the, the exponential improvement in mental health and quality of life uh, means a lot more. So pink is exactly right. Pay people enough, and I get paid enough where money is not an issue. I'm paid well. I'm paid enough that money isn't an issue, and I don't focus on. And maybe this maybe this ruins my own career development where I don't focus on getting promoted. I just want to I want to help people. I want to do the right things. I I believe in servant leadership. I want to provide a service for our organization, and I like doing that. So. There is a balance. So what I saw at Microsoft, and Whitaker and I used to talk about this extensively, where we would see people in, we would see people in Peter Principle. They were yes. pro- and what happens is your value, and you know this happens, there are people at Microsoft whose value to the company is far more than their value on the open market. And Whitaker used to joke that we should have all these, all partners, and maybe it was Dan Massey who came up with this. Now I can't remember, but it doesn't matter. We had the notion that people at partner level and above, which is the uh, high bonus, high stock level at Microsoft, uh, all those people should have to interview for an external job once every two years and show an offer that shows that they're actually worth that money. And the argument is the one I just made. Those people are more valuable out internally to Microsoft than they are externally to Microsoft. So it the, the idea that while the notion was fun to talk about, it would never work. But Brett, I'll ask you, how do you deal with, I mean, what's the, say you have someone in a role who's been, who's played this game forever to a level where they are paid more than they're worth, but they're still playing this game. And I want to get back on the track of levels again in a minute. But yeah. now, now I'm talking about things that piss me off about Microsoft. I don't have a good answer for that one. Right? Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's out of our hands. It's just something that happens. It, and I'm sure it happens at every company. The, the, so in 2010, um, the Nobel Prize winners for on the topic of management science. Um, I had no idea there was a Nobel Prize for management science. Yeah. I, I, today I learned. Uh, 
they got the prize because they proved that Peter Principle exists and works. So do you know why we have the bell curve? The bell curve strategy for promotions and incentives? Uh, I thought it was something we borrowed that came from uh, Welch. It did. And did Welch get it from somewhere else? But I mean, it, it is the best known defense to the PD principle. That is why most companies do it. Because people get promoted to the point of incompetence. And that bell curve is the only tool or the best known tool to get those people, now that they're incompetent, out. But you and I both know there are incompetent people in very senior positions at Microsoft who are still employed. What happened? There's Politicians exist everywhere. <laughs> you're right. Right? Um, and that's actually, uh, you're right. That's actually a very good answer. And, and by the way, the, let's say, let's say uh, you were back at Microsoft and you happened to be one of those people. The way you deal with, with it, like your defense against the bell curve, is that you, you become pro, you become very supportive of people moving into your band whose output would be lower than you. I, I, I watched this. Uh, <laughs> I won't name any names because I think they're both still employed or all still employed at Microsoft, but... In my last group, I had a friend, a good friend, who was a partner level, which is, uh, as I mentioned when you were out of the room, a very senior level. While they weren't looking to fire, remove from duty anyone, uh, their awards are still spread out across the people in that band. And his goal was to, says, all I have to do is be better than person A. Yep. And it was a low bar. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make sure you're not the one on the bottom. Now, I will share with you what my ideal strategy would be. Okay? And I will also tell you, I have no idea how to implement this. Okay? But the ideal strategy, because uh, companies, they want to make sure that they are paying people enough to be competitive. Right? They don't want to... They don't want other companies to pull people away just on the purposes of money. But it's a full package, right? Yes. Money can go down in your company the more your company um, creates a very vibrant and genuine employee engagement um, practice policies. Right? If people, people who are happy need to get paid less. Or, I mean, it's not a directive, but they need the money less because yeah. they're willing to trade off, much like you just yep. said, right? All right, let me go into my my, my first thing on, on ladder levels. Um, yeah. And let, get, let's shift Let's to talk that. about ladder levels rather than, well, yeah. we it, then, it, it, it was a necessary, not even a tangent, a discussion, but go ahead and go on. So first off, I guess I'll, I'll talk, one last closing bit on, on promotion. There are two ways to get promoted that I've noticed. 
Um, there, uh, it, it actually is, it really is just one way. Okay? To get promoted, you have to have the perception of consistent results. Okay? Uh, and I have uh, seen many people get... I, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna let you. Fi- I'm gonna let you finish. You want to tweak it, or you want to push back? Uh, I think that's. Go ahead and go on. I think that's not necessarily universally true. I don't know if it. I don't know if it is, but there is. There's mo- okay. Let me. So if I actually, I'm gonna push back. So, cons- you said, you want to get promoted, you need to have consistent results. The perception of consistent results. Okay. So. But as being so, I'm a I'm a entry level dev. Yep. And I write code, and I write unit tests for my code and my code, sh- and, and I deploy my code. I don't really take on any new big things. I don't try harder things, but I just do that, and I'm consistent. I consistently check in code that has tests, and which is so I'm not horrible. If I do that consistently, I should get promoted. Uh, okay, now now you're being pedantic. Uh, I am. The the that's so, my that's my middle name. Okay, then let me add an adjective. Okay, the perception of consistent exceptional results. Oh, that's completely different. Yes, go on. Okay, thank you. Now, notice how I said in every time I defined it, I said the word perception. Because it is, in fact, a very successful promotion strategy that all you have to do is get people to believe you've delivered it and actually delivering it is entirely irrelevant. So you're in the political side of getting promoted, which is... uh, Yes. And which, again, drives me crazy. It absolutely drives me crazy. Getting promoted shouldn't be a marketing spiel. Or a political rally? No. All right. So my ideal strategy would be we have some magic means to know that every company has some magic means to know how much profit they are making off of an individual. That's very difficult. It would be. And then... I would that should never happen. My role is entirely intangible, so I do not want that. Uh, well, even my, in, the the value my unity to value is somewhere between zero and ten million dollars. Somewhere between there. Well, no. So, folks in an influence role actually I mean, actually that, that makes it even harder. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. My value to unity is somewhere between negative my salary to a million dollars. Somewhere in there. Okay. Great. <laughs> I could be just a total net loss. So, <laughs> but if there were a way to to actually measure your value in such that you could have, say, near real-time visibility to it, then you would learn and you would um, adjust and you would be able to go, oh, okay. Yeah, so I spent six months on this thing, where I, I and I see if I go focus on this thing, my value to the company boosts. But 
let, let's let's stay out of the theoretical game. So let me. No, I'm gonna because I'm. Oh. I, I want to push back. So I I want to see how you tie this together. You do recall together. that I said this doesn't exist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, but good. but uh, I want to add one more thing. So way back, twenty plus years ago, twenty five years ago. Holy crap! Somewhere back there, I wrote this front page was this web development tool that Microsoft acquired. It, it caused some bad things to happen. I worked working on IE2 or IE3, I can't remember. And I wrote a translation tool to help people migrate their uh, their websites, their static websites, uh, from the crappy front page output to something that would actually be web standard compliant. And it saved accounts. It saved millions of dollars, all on my forty thousand dollar a year salary at the time. Should I have gotten? A, should I have been gotten paid a million dollars that year? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, go on. I'm, I'm going to be quiet for um, at least thirty seconds. And I again, I admit this is idealistic, and um, there would be a lot of details to be worked out, and they haven't been because again, I don't even know where to begin to start measuring this. But an ideal situation is at every annual review, your salary is adjusted such that the company continues to make uh, the expected amount of profit off of you. So if you do something fantastic, your salary goes up because they are expecting, okay, this guy is a, a influencer, but you're in a super high role and you know you start doing the skating thing yeah your salary tanks that's the biggest issue i see once you get promoted it's really hard to go back down and i think if there were a fair means that didn't involve subjectivity such yeah, that but i feel like you're describing my 30 seconds are up i feel yep. like you're describing incentive-based roles so let's look at the sales role where a large part of your salary is dependent on performance and actual measurements. Yep. Uh, I think that it can just as easily, maybe even more easily, drive the wrong behavior. You can uh, steal, subtly steal accounts away from your colleagues. You can do stuff to game the system. Let's, let's tie this all the way back. So let's say my salary was a, a base level of something that I could live on, but I had incentives because my job is intangible. We could say, okay, for every, so let's say our our budget for dealing with outages is N dollars, some round number, uh, $10. And through my efforts, which would be intangible, but I could tie it to the, my, I have a bonus tied to, I get a chunk of that money back if we're under that budget. So if we only spend $2 on incidents throughout the year, I get $8 back in my, as, my, as my incentive bonus. Even that could drive the wrong behavior. I could just say, okay, no more deployments because those might cause me to lose my bonus, which would not be good for the business. So I think it's important that you have values and, and things you want to accomplish that are outside of any sort of incentive. So I guess in short, I'm pushing back on, and you said it doesn't exist. I, I feel like an incentive-based, whether you called it that or not, an incentive-based reward system or promotion system would create more problems than it solves. It might. It might. Um, unfortunately, every in 
every incentive based promote every promotion system is incentive based. Okay, let's talk about. We have a, just a little bit of time left. So uh, let's talk about ladder levels. Yeah, I, and I want to talk about you talk started, but I want to steer this before we finish to a more. We've talked about everything where they can go badly. I want to talk about how they can be used effectively as well. So, but, but go ahead and start with your stuff, and I'll All right. try and steer it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share with everyone um, the most common speech I give mentees when they come. I, I um, Brent, why can't I get promoted? Uh, it, it's it's usually some variant of that that uh, people come and start talking. The opposite uh, will be. Hey, manager says I suck, but, 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 you know, slurry of excuses. And, um, and when I get that one, I go, look, uh, I'll convert it to a promotion discussion then. I said, look, you're being defensive. Um, what, one thing I call Jensen's law of politics is he who is defensive loses always. You cannot win any battle taking the defense position only. So I said, what you're going to do is you're going to start having a conversation with your manager. And you're going to say, yes, I understand that that you have this feeling. What I want to have a discussion around is what is the things that need to be done uh, to go after a promotion? Because if you try to avoid getting fired, if that becomes your mission, there are so many directions you can go, and some of them, in fact, are worse. What you want to do is set a positive direction that you head towards, and if you only get 70% there, strong chance you did manage to avoid getting fired. Okay, So it's a common conversation. Now, at Microsoft, we have several bands, um, and I'll... Uh, to generalize it, I'll call it, we have the beginner band. We have intermediate. intermediate, let's call it that. Beginner, intermediate, senior, principal, partner is the ones I'll, I'll go with right now. And the way I tell people, the purpose of these bands talk about key expectations that we need people to learn. Every band has an entrance and an exit. Yeah, that um, you have to show consistent capability. So let me let me talk about it. The the beginner band, the beginner band. To get into that, you just have to pass the interview, right? And um, different teams will have different skill sets, but you just have to pass the interview. To get out of that band, there's two key things that you have to do. Number one. You have to show that you have mastered independently learning what you need to learn. So know how to use Stack Overflow. Whatever. But it, you, in other words, the people who I see that don't get out of that band are the ones uh, that, that constantly talk to their managers or others around, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? How do I do that? Okay. Now, things that are hard, right? We've talked about this before. Knowledge work is hard, and it needs to be reduced. But you have to show capability that you can learn on your own. 
to go, that's to leave the current BAM. You still have to be able to go into the next BAM. And that is, you have to show the capability to go into the next BAM of getting stuff done. Okay, the, That intermediate BAM, when you look at, for example, Microsoft stats, that's where most people are. Yep, and that's where the most of the work gets done. And that's and it is, and the expectation there is if we're going to move you into the band, you've shown capability that you're going to be able to independently get work done. Yeah, and okay? and and those are generally your high. And to be clear, my previous statement, those are typically the highest output folks. Right. And then I also want to interrupt and say, like, the bands at Microsoft are not unique. Every company has basically the same bands. That's my experience as well. And you can go to levels.fyi, a website. It, you can compare level systems of 50 different companies, and they're all kind of the same. Yeah. And, and I think it's because there's only four or five key criteria, right? The first one I said, you have to show mastery of being able to independently learning, but capability to independently get stuff done. Okay. All right. Now, to get out of that intermediate band, you have to show mastery of independently getting stuff done, but capability of leadership. Okay. Um, and that's leadership, not uh, leadership influence, technical leadership, getting working through others, not necessarily management, to be clear. Leadership in my criteria is in order to be a leader you have to have followers Correct. and that means people in leadership can be people leadership or technical leadership but there has to be an indication that people are following you or a capability of leadership all right and then move it along so they're in that they're in this band then they get into this band of right. where they, so where to, they show to get leadership. out of senior uh, the, the senior band, is you have to show mastery of leadership, but the capability of what I call investing in the business. So you don't fully own the business, but you are a key decision maker for that business. And now that's actually super critical. And the why leadership comes before that, because if you get into, once you go into that role, you have to show that you can make the right trade-offs. And the key part of leadership is being able to get others to follow that new direction, even though it may be tough. Yes, right? absolutely. If you are not a leader and you move into that and you go, oh, well, what we need to do is this, this, and this. I see so many people fail at that. They just don't get it. Like they, yeah. Yeah. There is, and I'm going to refer to uh, Maxwell's five levels of leadership. I'm not going to go through them all, but... The first level of leadership is you're put in a position of leadership, not necessarily management, but you're maybe you're in the senior position. Then you don't get out of that. Uh, you don't get to the second level until people give you their permission to lead them. In other words, they become followers. Like, right. yeah, I, I will listen to you because I believe what you have to say and you've established some credibility with me. A lot of people never get out of that. They put, they're put in that position, but they don't know how to get to that second position. They don't figure out there's things they need to do to get to that second level. Uh, yeah, uh, so the biggest issue I see with people when they move into management 
is to never learn the difference between management and leadership. Sure. And then finally, lastly, uh, partner, you're a business owner, right? If you don't have experience around understanding how we should invest certain things, it's going to be really hard for you to take to take the ultimate head or the, the top of the pyramid position and be really accountable and move that business as a whole forward. There's a lot of things you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I want to talk about, we still have a couple minutes left, but uh, one thing to build on what you just talked about is that as a company, as a person who is trying to help people grow through these levels, underst- it's key, critical, absolutely necessary. You understand what the transition is like between these levels because that helps you understand what people need to do in order to grow from one level to the other. And again, I want to rephrase that because the goal isn't to grow a person from one level to the other. The goal is to help someone grow their abilities to accomplish things. And as a side effect of that, uh, they end up getting promoted because they're able to take on more and more capabilities at a much wider scope or level of leadership. I worry that, again, going back, it's really easy for the individual to focus on, okay, I have these levels, now I treat them as a checklist, here's what I can do to get promoted. Your guide as a manager or as a mentor to these folks is to help them understand that their goal is to provide more value to the business and these are ways in which you do it which will also end up getting you promoted because we're going to have a business need for someone to be in this wider scope role and help and help get things done. Uh, I think it's, again, I think the abuse of ladders or maps or guides, whatever you want to call them, is a management problem or a leadership problem. Sure. It is, it is not the fault. When I had employees who were every single one-on-one or maybe every other one-on-one, what do I need to do to get promoted to the next level? What do I need to do? That is... That answer is uh, easy. No, the, but show show consistency that you're operating at the next level. Done. When they would ask that, that is, I recognize that, and I would lead off of that. That is my fault as a manager. It's my fault if you have to ask that. It's my fault. So um, not entirely. The, if they're at a lower level, it's right. You can turn. Okay, fine. I could turn around and ask, "What do you think you need to do?" There should be, but that discussion, like I've, I talk a lot with employees about career growth, like making sure that ACB framework where you have stuff that stretches you, you want to have a good chunk of that stuff. It's hard, new for you, a bunch of stuff you're good at and minimize the stuff that's sort of below your, your, your wheelhouse. Uh, talk a lot about that making sure people have the appropriate level of stretch work because that those are the things that's my job as a manager to make sure those are things that are guiding you towards a more value to the company and at the same time, a higher level. Let me, let me try something out. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is not a big stretch for me because this is actually how I do that. Okay. Right. If you remember, as I was going through these bands, I kept on using the word independently a lot. Right. First bam, you need to show mastery of independently 
learning. Next one, independently doing. What do you think the next one is? Independently leading. Correct. What about the next one? This one's harder. Independently deciding. Or ma independently making decisions. Including all of the follow through. Including all I, of I, I didn't know I could have multiple clauses in my answer. No, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted Independently following through on your decisions. Right. Okay. I have several employees who aren't yet ready to go to that principal band, but they're at the top of the senior, as an example. I've come up with a strategy that seems to resonate and work because sometimes that independently deciding things, it's vague. Oh, I decide things all the time independently. I'm going to check this in. I'm going to make a hack here, right? It is, so the way I frame it is, all right, let's look at the KPIs that our executives are, are targeting. Which one of these do you want to take ownership of? And they're like, what? Which one of these do you want to take ownership of? What, and what that's going to mean is I'm going to carve off some scope, right? Because obviously you're one person. You, you can't do this for all of Microsoft. Uh, but if you can, that's super. But we're going to carve off the correct scope. And what you're going to do is you're going to move that KPI. You're going to make all of the decisions. You're, you'll be responsible for talking to all of the people that need to be talked to, um, getting the correct assets put in place in a timely fashion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The goal, move that KPI. Be the decision maker for a key portion of the business. And when I frame it that way, they get it. They're like, oh, that's hard. I'm like, oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now you're beginning to get it. Now you're beginning to get it. All right. We could go on. And so let's do this. We're out of time. So let's close there. And then if there are questions, you can ask them either in a comment to this uh, episode. Uh, you can join our Slack channel. You can go to moderntesting.org to get an invite an invitation, uh, or you can email me, alan at angryweasel.com. We can go a little deeper. Otherwise, we'll move on to the other topics we didn't get to next time. Sound good to you? Yeah. So thank you for going through a little bit of a... I, th I think this is... When I mentioned improving the business is the goal, I didn't... That wasn't just so I could make this sound modern testing-ish. I think... Uh, that's my new word. Uh, I I really do believe that you need to tie your growth to principles and values. And, yeah, and, and in and this case, it's going to be both the business that you work for and your business. The business yeah. of Alan, for example. Yeah, the business of Alan is uh, doing okay. Anyway, uh, lots more to talk about. We won't get into it today, but we'll uh, talk to you next time. I'm still Alan. Are you sure? Fairly positive. And I'm Britt. All right, bye. Like a known NSC.